0: byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You.
1: Additional terms and conditions apply.
0: Stacey, we've talked forever about your Lunchbox Veggie Strategy, which is a list of go-to vegetables that your family loves and are easy to pack that you grab every time you go to the market, whether or not you've planned a meal or made a
2: shopping list. It's true. I've been doing it for years because it helps ensure that I always have veggies for packing lunch. Even when I'm at my least organized (laughs) and the number one veggie on my lunchbox veggies shopping list is always grape tomatoes because they are sweet, great tasting year round and easy to take on the go. Us too,
0: which is why we couldn't be more excited about our latest sponsor, Nature Sweet, producers of cherubs and constellation tomatoes, which you can find in our grocery carts every single
2: week. Even more exciting than working with a brand we already love and buy is when our favorite brands launch new products that make life even easier. Our favorite grape tomatoes are now available in super convenient to-go packs that you can grab, pack, and eat. No washing or peeling, just sweet and ready to eat. Both Sweet
0: Cherubs and their Constellations mix are available in the brand new to-go packs, which come single or in a multi-pack of free that you can store in the fridge without worrying about the quality
2: of your tomatoes. Like all Nature Sweet snacking tomatoes, they are non GMO and come in packages that are made of recycled material and fully recyclable.
0: So basically, our favorite sweet snacking tomatoes packed ready to eat straight from the fridge and already portioned. It's almost too convenient.
2: Almost, Megan, but not at all. Bring it on. To learn more about Nature Sweet Cherubs and Constellation to Go packs and the Nature Sweet nine day get real challenge, visit naturesweet.com. Backslash promotions or at NS Tomatoes on Instagram. What we want for our kids is we want them to eat during the day. It's a long day and it takes a lot of stamina. And we want what we feed them, whether it's packing their lunch or packing their snack, to bring them a little bit of joy, to make them happy, to be kind of a bright spot in their day. Hopefully there are tons of other bright spots too. But, you know, food and feeding should make them happy, especially when they're off on their own trying to navigate a long day of school. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy,
0: And I'm Megan. Hey, before we get into this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe right now, right where you're listening. And if you find yourself with an extra minute, we would just really love a rating and a review. Um, Those ratings really help other people find us. I know that seems weird, but it's like an iTunes algorithm. And it's good for morale over here at Didn't (laughs) I I Just Feed You HQ. It It is. Good or bad, it always gets us talking. So that's something.
2: Speaking of talking, we're going to talk about snacks today. So we've done a bunch of snack episodes, right, Megan? And we were actually trying to figure out all of the ones we've done because I think the first couple were from like the very beginning, right? I know. When we first launched.
0: Yes. And mostly they were like snacks are okay. Or like road trip snacks. But a weird thing, not a weird, a great thing happened where you guys on Instagram asked for snack ideas. And we're like, oh, we already have an episode on that, but maybe not really. Yeah.
2: Also, they were like, you can do it again. Like we need help with snacks (laughs) all the time. I was going to say that (laughs) I think that we very boldly titled one of our snack episodes. We've solved the after school snack problem. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of makes me cringe. Okay. I think there was a winky face at the like you know I think we in I'm the episode we talked about right now. I know. Listen, in the episode we talked about how the fact that like hey no we didn't that <laughs> we were just kidding psyched, but it's still pretty funny. So I think our intention here is to really do kind of an overview primer if you will on snacks going through each of the major age groups, right? Starting right. with toddlers and kids who might be in preschool, daycare or at home, then going to school-aged kids and then touching on teens a little bit.
0: Touching on teens, that feels Touching, like on, actually- teen. <laughs> touching on teens actually. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That I came out wrong. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I just meant like, that's actually feels like a big subject. Honestly, any one of these age categories you could pull out and be like, well, toddler snacks, preschool snacks are like a whole thing. School age snacks are a whole thing. And I do want you to talk more about feeding teens. I know you do that very well on your Instagram a lot lately, but where Stacy is at, Stacy Billis, you guys, but more. I want more. Mostly, so I cannot dread it so much. <laughs> yes, to mean,
2: I don't even know. It's so interesting. The whole thing about teens is that you really have no control. A lot of it is feels less like I'm capable of giving advice and solutions the way that we feel like we can when it comes to dinner or like solving a problem or feeding your little ones because you have control. It's a lot more psychological and just kind of being there for each other when you're (laughs) feeding teens, because there's only so much you can do. You know, what is the saying? You can bring a horse to water. Is that it? I feel like I got that really wrong. Yeah, but
0: no, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them
2: drink. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of that. So, you know, we'll touch on that, but Let's start with the little ones. I know. I'm like, that's a good
0: segue to, do you even remember having preschoolers (laughs) and toddlers? You
2: know that I do. And I remember it in terms of food because I was so involved and it was such an exciting time for me as someone who really loves feeding kids and creating recipes. There was so much more of an opportunity to cook and experiment in all different ways. Strangely, I know that people who are in the thick of it, especially if you don't love cooking, might be like, what? That's the craziest thing I ever heard. But really, as my kids are older, I, you know, I was joking about it, but it's true that they, they're they eating out. They have so much more control. They're not picky, but, you know, they have their own opinions and they don't want me cooking little mini muffins for them. Like, they could give a crap. So... <laughs> I really look back at that time fondly. Yes.
0: As do I. And it is that thing of like, you actually get to cook for them.
2: Yes.
0: And there a lot of, a lot of preschoolers are still like really open and excited yes. about home cooked food or even like the super simple package stuff like Cheerios. Yeah. Sending so a container of Cheerios for snack time. They're like, yes. Where both my kids would be like, mom. What the heck? I don't yes. know.
2: <laughs> also, those small portions, more affordable, easier to pack. Oliver would probably love a bag of Cheerios, but it'd be more like I have to pack a box of Cheerios. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? I actually have recently sent cereal to school with Ella and she was like, but I wish you packed milk with it too. I'm like, okay, but that's not a non-messy snack for snack time at school.
2: Yeah, it's just they need more, you know, they need more, they have more opinions, and that's all great, because it means they're growing and healthy, but it's really, it was really, I don't know, I really, maybe I'm looking back with rose-colored glasses, because it was probably felt like a lot of pressure, and really exhausting, and like I didn't have time, but I do look back on it fondly, because I did like making, I don't know, I keep mentioning mini muffins, I really liked making mini muffins. (laughs) That's where one of my favorites. You know
0: what I really liked? I liked the ease of being able to like throw a bag of yogurt bites into our backpack for the day or like a bag of Cheerios. And like that was plenty versus now if we're going to be out for the whole day, it's like it really needs to be so much more substantial. So we will definitely get into school
2: age. Let me tell you, though, what's the one light at the end of the tunnel is having tweens and teens, I don't need to pack (laughs) anymore. And if they like, if they don't have a cliff bar or a Z bar in their backpack and they get hungry, you can be like, yeah, you can wait like everybody else. It's all good, man. So just relax, just hold your horses. So there, that's the positive. Yes.
0: Okay, so not have are the a bag
2: ch- full of things.
0: Yes, yes. And you can do the like, oh, we're going to run into Starbucks and you can have a croissant or whatever. Because totally. what are the challenges of packing um, toddler and preschool snacks? One is like size and making sure you're not packing things that are a choking hazard.
2: Yes. Things that are easy for them to navigate on their own if you're someone who's driving places or you're pushing the stroller, then being able to, you remember all those cute little containers where their fingers can fit in, but things can't fall out. So having the right containers and then variety, I do feel like toddlers can be, I don't know, piggy's not the right word, but you know, a little of this, a little of that. So having a bag full of a million different containers with a bunch of different things that are not messy. I remember that being a challenge.
0: Yeah. You're hitting on them like being temperamental and one day they love something and the next day they don't. But also there's the lens of like, well, they are more open to more things. So snack time can be another opportunity to introduce new foods, especially like little, little toddlers. And then you hit on this before already, but I just want to reiterate that portion size is a big thing. Like I was saying, Oh, with my school age kids, it's fine. We can do like a drive-through and they can get a snack at Starbucks. But when they were really little, I would never want to spend whatever the $3 it is on a a mediocre croissant for them because they they wouldn't finish it. They would eat like a third of it and then it's a waste of money. So Let's talk about mini muffins. Let's since you talk are. about mini muffins.
2: <laughs> so, mini muffins were my favorite thing to make. I feel like muffins, if you find a good master recipe, and actually, we talk about this in our episode all about muffins, and we yes. even give the basic ratios. If you we find do. a good master recipe, you can make, you know, there are endless options, and you can make them in one bowl. It's pretty easy, of course, for, you know, parents of toddlers are especially tired and exhausted, especially if you have more than one little one at home. I feel like it's one of the easiest things to make. And then the mini muffin trays just make a great portion. Muffins are easy to freeze, easy to thaw. They're the perfect, you know, finger size. They're a great little finger food. You know what this reminds me of? Meatballs, too, which we (laughs) Do you remember in that meatball episode from the beginning, I was like, "Ah, meatballs are the best thing on earth, and here's why. Muffins have a lot of the same qualities.
0: (laughs) They really do. And both meatballs and muffins, you can sneak some veggies in if you want to, or they're like a great way to use up produce that's on its last leg in
2: your fridge. Totally. Totally. So I think that they're great and really worth like making a batch on a rainy, you know, Sunday afternoon and then make a ton of them and then pop them in your freezer and just have them ready to go. Yes, I love
0: that. You know, I do because I'm a baker and now I'm like, what other things did we bake and use for snack time? I think a lot of like other breakfast food is really good for snacking. too. Yes. Like if you make a batch of pancakes, you yes. can pack that in and cut them up and throw them in their lunchbox for preschool snack. We also made a lot of like s- cereal snack mixes. So not yes. as elaborate as like a chex mix where there's like lots of butter and um spices, but something as simple as like Cheerios and yogurt bites and um freeze-dried strawberries because that lasts for a long time. It helps stretch the more expensive ingredients like the yogurt bites or the freeze-dried strawberries. And it's also just like kind of fun. And then that way, when they're in a phase where it's like they only want to eat strawberries, you can pick out a couple of strawberries for them and let them have that as a snack.
2: Totally. And I feel like there are lots of different flavor profiles. Like as kids get older, you can do dried pineapple or mango and coconut in with Cheerios, you know, and you get a tropical vibe. It's easy to change up. As they get older, you can also have them help. They don't have to be even that Oof. old. But you put out a bunch of stuff on the counter. It's a fun little, like, half-hour activity for them to mix everything in a mason jar and then seal it up and it's ready to go.
0: Yes. I'm I'm having a hard time remembering what other kinds of, like, everyday snacks we packed and bought. I so mean, I, cheese I, we crackers, used to like, absolutely. cheddar or goldfish crackers were really popular. And still are, honestly. With my
2: my kids. kids, honestly, I used to do diced up tofu. I mean, now I bet the boys would laugh at the fact that they ate that. But you can just lightly steam it. Or if you have an air fryer, just dice it small and slightly cook it. And it's, you know, it's great. It's very simple. We really did do meatballs, too, as a snack time. I know that sounds weird, but... Especially if you can get like the mini meatballs at Trader Joe's or something like that, and throw them in the air fryer or the oven, and that was a great one. We used to do my kids used to eat so much more healthy, quote unquote healthy than they do now. We used to do peas, <laughs> just like oh
0: yes, I was gonna say yeah. was peas and corn peas yes totally. I I had a preschool provider once like comment about how. Like they were like, I thought it was weird that you would send your kid with frozen peas and then he would devour them at yes! snack time because they thaw. Totally. But then they're still like super cold and it's a great texture, especially if you have toddlers who are teething. Yes, um, So Frozen totally. peas and corn. Also, I want to say it's not that your kids eat healthier now; it's that they maybe eat a little more, ate a little more variety when you were in control, right? Like.
2: I don't know. I mean, you know, that's this is for a whole other topic. You know, I know. It depends. I mean, the truth is that Isaac, for example, just doesn't eat nearly as much vegetables. I don't really yeah. mind that he loves junk food. I do too but I don't feel like there's a balance in his diet. He's gone like far to one extreme and I'm just being okay with it. Cause I figure that I've laid the groundwork and we'll see what happens with it. But he was like a super, super, I don't want to use the word healthy. Cause it just puts a judgment on it. I just, he used to eat lots of fruits and vegetables yeah, all the time same Not too much anymore uh okay <laughs> that's okay, okay. uh freeze-dried uh veggies you mentioned freeze-dried fruit frozen yes. in veggies and fruit and then things like grapes and blueberries and cutting those in half those used to be Ooh, yeah. great snacks right puffs my kids ate so many puffs wait before we move on from briefs
0: oh, sure. i want to talk about grape cutters and also using those for things (laughs) like cherry tomatoes yes right totally Uh, we'll we will link to it in the show notes but if you have a a preschooler yes there are like so many hacks like you can use two deli lids and cut up grapes or cherry tomatoes but honestly oxo makes a ten dollar like grape quarter which you can also use for small cherry tomatoes like Nature Sweets Constellations, you can stick them in there and they cut them into like little quarter pieces. So we'll link to that in show notes. And then what were you diving into after that? I just had to say grapes and tomatoes, those are choking hazards for preschoolers. And even though they seem like a pain to cut up, you can make it easier.
2: I want to pause for a second on tomatoes because tomatoes are one of Oliver's, cherry tomatoes are one of Oliver's all time favorite foods. seriously. (laughs) And I think I've told the story before, but basically I did an interview with a pediatrician who focuses on child nutrition many, many years ago when he was a baby. And he offhandedly mentioned that the number one food that kids reject is tomatoes, even though they love tomato sauce and ketchup, or tend to. He was speaking in general terms. yeah. And I just got it in my head that I was like, oh, that's so interesting. I wonder if I can just make my kid like tomatoes by just constantly serving him cherry tomatoes. <laughs> Some weird experiment in my head. And I did. And he did. And he loves them. But I just want to plug cherry tomatoes because they're convenient. They're easy to grab and go. And they are so Sweet. I mean, honestly, they're not that different than grapes in a lot of ways, right From a like toddler perspective, totally. Yes, yes. here here. Mini bagels. Cheese. Oh, mini bagels and <laughs> cheese. Let's go. I went for the carbs. you went for the cheese. So on brand. I love it. So on
0: brand. I was just thinking about how we used to travel a lot with like string cheese and then I would cut it up for sending to preschool. Yes. It was for many years like a staple in our groceries every week.
2: Totally. Do you know that that's come back as a staple for my 11 year old? We stopped buying string cheese for a long time or we stopped buying it regularly for a long time. And he asked for it recently and I've been buying and it. Like, and now yes. instead of eating one, he'll eat two to three but he is psyched to have string cheese in the house. So absolutely. And if you're afraid of string cheese, if you have a really little one, a beginner feeder, try shredded cheese. You might want to look for one that isn't coated in an anti-caking agent, not for health reasons, but just because it actually like feels and tastes better, especially if you're eating it without cooking it. But shredded cheese is really easy to eat. Yeah. If you
0: can find like a farmer's cut, which I know Tillamook yes. and some other brands do, it's like a nice thick shred and it's easy to pick up and they're not coated with the anti-caking agents. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um hummus. Okay, carbs. Oh, oh carbs. Let's go to carbs. Let's go to carbs because I did say mini bagels.
0: You did say mini bagels. Crackers of all kinds. Oh my gosh.
2: All kinds. For sure, pretzels.
0: Yes, Ella was really into croutons, like as oh, a yeah. little one. And you can get like the smaller sized ones, and so that was something we always packed, which just feels a little funny now. What other pretzels? Graham are great.
2: crackers.
0: Graham crackers. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I should have bought stock and Graham crackers
2: <laughs> for my kids. Real well. Totally. And you know, again, I think it's important a little less so if you have a very beginner eater but as you get into the toddler years to think about toddlers eating with all of their senses, right? So there are graham bunnies, but then there're also like the you know, traditional shape, the sheets of graham crackers. Buy both, have both in your bag. You know, if they reject the sheets, give them the bunnies and who knows they might just <laughs> eat it. So really thinking about shapes, how it feels in their fingers, how it feels in their mouth and, you know, vary it up.
0: Yes. Okay. Hummus, you wanted to shout out, which also made me think of my kids would eat just like straight up chickpeas drained from the can as a snack. And black beans too. I don't know that we tried a lot of other beans because I was just like, oh yeah, chickpeas. Like we'll just buy them every week, which is funny because the conversation of like chickpeas and graham crackers, like those are things I still buy for snacking for my kids but they're like just the form has changed a little bit now that they're older.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And if you have a very little one, just beginner eater and you're still doing the feeding, it's not a finger food, beans are great. Just lightly mash them with a fork and feed them on a spoon. You know, and then yes. you can also get a little bit adventurous by, you know, maybe sprinkling a little curry powder on it one day to vary the flavor and, you know, start introducing different flavors.
0: Yes. Um, Shout out raisins because my kids will (laughs) no longer eat raisins. But when they were little, the tiny boxes of like the raisins came with us everywhere and they would eat them and dried cranberries. Oh,
2: cranberries. I was going to say cranberries are number one. We've never liked raisins in this house. Weird.
0: Listen, I'm not a fan of raisins either. Like I feel like, (laughs) sorry, I'm going to call out my older sister here because she tells people that she's allergic to raisins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Is she not? No, That's- she's like dream. So then you're allergic to grapes in all forms, right? Theoretically.
2: As she drinks her wine. No, as she
0: drinks her wine. So like no wine, no grape, you know, no grapes and salads or whatever. But she's like, no, I'm allergic because she hates them so, so much. And I do feel like it's kind of offensive when you bite into a cookie and you're like,
2: ooh, this is going to be so good. And then there's raisins And then there's raisins. I agree with you. I'm not here for raisins. And I should have known that you don't like raisins because we know how you feel about cooked grapes. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I've said about grapes in general, they're a hard one for me. But that might actually be like a really good reminder of just because you don't like something doesn't mean that your kids might not be into snacking on it. I know it can feel weird to like buy something you don't like, but like, I still regularly buy grapes because my kids will eat them. And when they were toddlers, I was buying raisins every single week, those little boxes. Yes. If it's a snack that works for them, I'll keep it in the house. I'm not that offended by raisins. Yes,
2: I hear you. Okay, so you're talking about how you don't like raisins, how we know this about you and grapes. Let's talk about something that everybody knows about me. I love eggs so much. Yes. (laughs) And I'm just going to say that I think this recommendation spans all ages, eggs, eggs, eggs. So hard-boiled eggs. When you have a toddler, though, and a little one, scrambled eggs is really great once you have introduced it safely because I know that it's an allergen. But scrambled eggs were a favorite snack of my kids when we were home. It's not an on-the-go snack, but, you know, they would just like pick up the pieces with their fingers and it was great.
0: Oh, okay so I just want to add about eggs. One, some of the allergy it's really wild that some of the allergen recommendations have changed from when my kids were really little to like they do say after 6 months you can safely introduce eggs. When when Ella was little it was 1 year. Like you were not having eggs until their first birthday.
2: Did you really wait until the first year?
0: Probably. I was like we can't mess her up now.
2: We can- Let's not, I introduced everything early. Like, it, yeah, it, it I think, her.
0: yeah, I think we were on the early side. Yeah. I know that she definitely had eggs like on her first birthday. Yeah, in birthday cake. Oh, eggs. Isaac definitely ate eggs when he was little. So I think we did it because the record at the time when that was the recommendation, everyone's like, don't do it on their birthday day. Cause like, what if they have a, Oh a, yeah. An, <laughs> an allergic <laughs> reaction. reaction? So I think we did it like a couple weeks before to see, but, yeah. um, I am a big fan of this, like, I believe the um, origins are Japanese of, like, making sort of, like, a rolled omelet. I don't know how to explain. It's, like, you, you fluff the eggs, you cook them in a really thin layer, and then you can roll it up. And I did find that to be, like, a really easy to pack for, like, preschool snack time in a thermos or whatever, like, for snacks and to take on the go. I mean, obviously, it doesn't have the same backpack shelf life as Cheerios does, but it can be some, like a really nice filling snack if your preschooler or is eating on the go. And then also, um, hard boiled eggs. I know how much you love hard boiled eggs. I'm sure we're going to talk about it when we talk about school age kids, but my kids, um, love a hard boiled egg white. They do not like the yolk, unfortunately, All right. but
2: I- I'm like, what can you do with the yolks? Yeah. Take out the yolk.
0: Yeah, lots of people like save the yolk, the cooked yolk, and then use it to like make their own egg salad down the road. You know, yeah, that's ways what I was thinking. It. Honestly, it was one of those things that are like, I'm making lunches or packing snacks in the morning, and like, I'll just eat the egg yolk. <laughs> that seems yeah. so just.
2: No, I don't know. Very really- real
0: toddler mom is <laughs> yes, what it seems like yes. to be honest. Yes. Okay, so I w- I feel like we should jump in to school age. Great. But
2: I think we should take a really quick
0: break to hear from one of this week's sponsors.
2: Megan, it's no secret that I'm a maximalist who loves luxe clothing and home goods. It's also no secret that I'm a minimalist who
0: also loves investing in a handful of small luxe things that will last in service for a long
2: time, especially for my house. And we both love a good deal, which is why we both become obsessed with OneQuince.com, a one-stop shop for curated luxury goods shipped direct from the world's best specialist factories.
0: Quince partners with factories that produce well-known luxury brands and that demonstrate a commitment to high production standards, fair wages, safety, and sustainability. They also focus on essential products with low design costs, think cashmere cruise, super soft fleece pants, and the down comforters and hotel quality sheets that I stocked up on for my new house.
2: I've also been doing some back-to-school shopping to stock up in fall essentials for me. (laughs) A new denim shirt, everyday gold hoop earrings, and a super cute crossbody bag. Staples I'll wear on repeat all season, shipped directly from the factory, no middle person, no upcharge. Altogether, that's how Quince is able to keep
0: prices up to 50 to 80% lower than other brands. Real simple, in-style, fast company, refinery29, and fortune all agree with us. Quince
2: is a game changer. Take advantage of a brand new offer just for our listeners. Get 10% off any purchase of $100 or more with the code FEED10. There's always free shipping and 365-day returns. Just go to onequince.com slash D-I-J-F-Y. That's O-N-E-Q-U-I-N-C-E dot slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You? Quality shouldn't be a luxury. Try Quince today.
0: All right, Bellis. All right. Here's where we're like really experts. We are living and breathing right now. School-age School-age.
2: So I want to say that a lot of what we already said applies, but just to hone in on some things like the pancakes, the waffles, the muffins, but make them bigger, don't make them mini, the hard-boiled eggs, the trail mix idea, and I use that term loosely, but you know, just getting a whole bunch of th- things like the cranberries and freeze-dried fruit and cereals and packing that into a bigger bag, all apply. You're just going to adjust the portion size, right? Yes. Okay.
0: But let's talk about my real problem. Oh, okay. Let's (laughs) do it. Let's go. I was like jumping in. I'm just kidding. I know that I'm not alone in this, but we talked about like, what are the challenges of feeding preschoolers? So the challenges of like, um, snacks for school-age kids Specifically, right now is like we have snack time at school. We have to send something for snack time. It needs to be nut free, and the teachers ask that it be something that it is like not messy so Yogurt is something that like Ella really loves, but I feel like I can't send yogurt for both Ella and Emmett because Emmett's a little bit more of a messy eater and that doesn't feel like a yogurt and a spoon. What about a yogurt tube? tube? Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's the challenge is like, what is something that's allergy friendly that. Is filling also because Ella Ella's class eats lunch last. And so she's like, it's hours between our morning snack time and lunchtime. So things that are a little bit more substantial. Yes. Okay. Mess-free, can go in a backpack, don't need to necessarily be packed in like a cooler bag.
2: I, so, you know, here's what I think is a little bit challenging about this things like applesauce and squeezers and yogurt and yogurt tubes are messy with yogurt. You also have to think about refrigeration in some cases. I know there are some brands that have now tubes that you don't have to refrigerate, but they can be messy. They can get smushed. They can explode in a backpack, which is a nightmare. And as your kid goes from like eight years old to 11 years old, sometimes the portion just isn't enough. I think that a normal squeezer is something that Oliver can inhale in one gulp. (laughs) One squeeze. (laughs) One squeeze and it's gone. So, you know, I used to rely on those a lot when my kids were little, but coming home for snacks and I could give them a variety of things. So I agree. Like that is a major challenge. I really want to go back to muffins. I know I probably sound like a... (laughs) For older kids, you can do pizza muffins. You can do ham and cheese muffins. It doesn't have to be like a blueberry muffin over and over and over. It can be a little bit more substantial. You can add a little bit more protein. Um, and then thinking about your muffin tin, what about egg bites too? So we've already mm. talked about hard boiled eggs, but those also as kids get older can be a little stinky. And I know that it can become embarrassing sometimes just to have a hard boiled egg, But doing egg bites style eggs in a mini muffin tray and doing them ahead for the week and sending those in are really great. What else? Cheese sticks, I think, are great. What about those hummus packs with pretzels? Is that too messy? I don't know. I actually
0: haven't thought to try them. So I think that's like a really good question. And then that also opens up those like little avocado packages
2: and tortillas. I think those are great for Oliver.
0: What you're talking about is something I have just recently started trying to do, which is a little bit more like partnering. So where, when, so, so Emmett is my like eater. He has a big appetite right now. I pack way more lunch from him to the point where someone on Instagram, when I like labeled them on our Instagram was like, are you sure to have those labeled yes. backwards? <laughs> I was like, no, I absolutely have them labeled correctly. He eats his sister under the table and that is fine there's a lot of social stuff with ella at lunchtime too so that's part of maybe why she's not eating as much and emmett does not give a rip like if you sent i sent him to with uh to school with shrimp and he was like yeah some kid said it was stinky and i don't care like i love shrimp i ate it all i have to tell you Um, that
2: even now like our kids have about the same number of years between them so looking ahead between isaac and oliver Oliver is definitely the bigger eater and is the same yes. way. Like doesn't really care. Just wants his food. Doesn't like being hangry. Could eat all day. <laughs> yes. So
0: for like Ella is fine. If sometimes I like pack her cereal or snack mix or just like goldfish crackers or a Z bar or whatever for her snack. Cause she wants it to be like simple, not embarrassing, whatever, yeah. not judging her. I'm, I support her whatever she feels like she needs. She's in a new school, so many things. But Emmett, who does not care and he just wants to eat, we've been doing like pretzels and those little like dried like sausage. But I don't, they're not dried. It's like jerky adjacent, like a sausage stick. Yes. Yes. So always partnering his snack because that makes it more filling for him. Like, if I just sent him with pretzels, I he set, like, and then even lunch, he's at the end of the day, he's like, I was so hungry. So I love this idea for older kids of partnering.
2: For toddlers, it's more of a buffet, just a bunch of random things because <laughs> they might be feeling finicky or they want a little of this and a little of that. But as you get into school aged, thinking about how you can get a protein and a carb together maybe a little bit of sugar too to give them a little bit of a spike. But if you've got good protein in there, you know, it will mitigate a crash. But yeah, thinking about like beef jerky and hummus and pretzels. I mean, that's like a power snack right there. Yes, And Oliver loves that too.
0: Yeah. And then doing like, dried fruit plus crackers plus cheese a cheese stick like that the power of like a protein a carb and something high in fiber yeah which is like the beauty right like we're talking about what is the difference between preschool and school-age snacks it's like well school age kids have a can eat a lot more things like they mostly have all their teeth although you know the first grade smile yeah, where everyone's so missing <laughs> first grade through like what third grade yep. they have all their teeth they can eat all the things there are fewer choking hazards
2: what about packing a smoothie like smoothie cubes in a thermos and letting them defrost is that too messy
0: No, I think that's brilliant. And also that's a good use of like if you bought those sort of like refillable squeezers for your kids when they were toddlers, like that might be a good use for them for
2: your school age kids.
0: That's something I would send partners. Like I don't think a smoothie would be filling enough for Emmett.
2: But I agree, although I was going to say, if you're sure to add some wheat germ or some Greek whole milk yogurt, something yeah. so that it's not just fruit and veg and juice, that can help it be more filling. And then what you pair it with is a little, you know, it, there's less pressure on what you pair it with. You just kind of want to fill them up. But the smoothie itself has some good heft and protein.
0: Yes, I also want to say I feel like we're talking a lot, especially you talking about muffins and smoothies, like about homemade things that you, we could, we would make at home because we have the luxury of like we work from home and our food our our work is in food media. But like, if you don't have the time for that, like, what about buying like the yogurt drinks or the yogurt smoothies that you can buy prepackaged? Like, you go to Costco load up on those and then have those available too. Or same thing with muffins, like find a muffin that in your grocery store that you feel like is low sugar enough and then have that on hand so that you're not constantly having to, in addition to like making breakfast, packing lunches and making dinner, also make snacks too.
2: Absolutely. And I do want to also say, cause I was going to recommend baking them because you can control the sugar. And I do think in general, we're not here talking about make sure your kids don't eat tons of sugar. That's not where we come from. You know, we have an entire episode on baking with less sugar, actually, right? Cooking with less right. sugar with Jennifer Tyler Lee that we love. We want that to be available as a resource if you're concerned or if that's something that's interesting to you, but that, you know, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> you don't have and to have be interested in we have episodes
0: that. on like our feelings about sugar. And actually we're getting ready to record a mini episode not to spoiler or anything for our listeners community all about candy
2: yeah so you want to be a supporting (laughs) member you can find out how on the site but we're definitely just trying to
0: throw ideas and strategies at you without making you feel like overwhelmed or guilty
2: in any way but i will say especially as kids get older Throw some cookies in their snack, too. I mean, you know, one or two cookies for, you know, my 11-year-old who's nearly 5'5 is not going to cause a crash. Because I think... The reason why we bring up sugar at snack time is just because, especially if they're school-aged kids, you really don't want them getting a major sugar high and crashing and then not being able to play out the rest of the day. So, you know, that's why I think here more than in any other episode, we talk about balancing protein and fiber and sugar and just kind of being aware because we want our kids to feel good and as focused as possible during the school day. Cause that just helps them feel like they're succeeding and helps them feel good. But you know, cookies. I'm so
0: glad you said cookies. <laughs> cookies, because, hello. Could you tell? You could tell. I was like, oh yeah, cookies. <laughs> because not just like great, um, like oatmeal cookies with chocolate chips, where it's like, you're getting, it feels fun, And you're getting some fiber in there, but also like the idea of a breakfast cookie. And again, that can be something that you make at home um, and like keep stashing. Like you can make a big batch, stash them in the freezer, bake off a couple every week. Or there are brands now that make, I'm thinking of like Bobo's and then there's like a, is it the smart cookie? I'm going to get the name of that where they make like the giant cookies. It's maybe 2 Nude names. We'll link to it in show notes because I'll find it for sure. But like, Breakfast cookies, how stoked would your kids be to be like, I had a, I have a cookie for snacks. 100%. But you know it's like packed with nutrition. And
2: here's the thing. When you get to school-aged kids, even if you are willing to make a batch of muffins every other week and a batch of cookies every other week and you have those things on hand, that's great. But the rate at which they eat snacks, you're going to be buying <laughs> a lot of prepackaged snacks. And I just want... I don't want to put more pressure on people and it already, it feels like we're just rushing through the supermarket as quickly as possible, but take a moment to just quickly glance at the nutrition if you're curious, because you might find that the cookies you've been avoiding that would make your kids so happy has just as much, maybe even less sugar than that granola bar that you've been buying (laughs) and throwing in their bag because there's a health halo around granola bars in certain brands. So, you know, but actually all those nuts that are high in fiber and protein are stuck together with globs and globs of, you know, syrup or honey. And that's not bad either. But my point is more to just question your assumptions because I do think that, we've said this before in our lunch episodes, what we want for our kids is we want them to eat during the day. It's a long day and it takes a lot of stamina. And we want what we feed them, whether it's packing their lunch or packing their snack, to bring them a little bit of joy, to make them happy, to be kind of a bright spot in their day. Hopefully there are tons of other bright spots too. But, you know, food and feeding should make them happy, especially when they're off on their own, trying to navigate a long day of school. So, you know, maybe those Oreos aren't as bad as you thought. It makes me think my revelation about fluff. Fluff makes me so happy. (laughs) And I try not to eat a ton of sugar during the day because when I crash, I crash so hard because of my PCOS. But one day I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to look at how much sugar is in two tablespoons of fluff versus two tablespoons of jam, which I would eat on toast. I would swirl into plain yogurt and fluff had significantly less sugar. So now every once in a while, I'll just have a fluff and peanut butter toast and it makes me so happy. (laughs) I love it. I mean, it's that kind of little shift that can really make a big difference. Oh, so also speaking of fluff and peanut butter, can we just also talk about sandwiches as a snack, like half of a sandwich?
0: Yes. Okay. I want to talk about Fluff for oh sure time. I'm happy. kind of <laughs> fluff, fluff fluff adjacent because I said there's so many things that like as toddlers my kids loved that they still eat but just in different forms and a huge hit at our house recently has been graham crackers with either cream cheese or frosting in between like packaged for snacks or like a little treat at lunchtime. And I hadn't thought about fluff yet. Oh, and now dude. I want to do that. Fluff.
2: I buy fluff by the big size container. <laughs> fluff is always in my house for me. <laughs> and the big thing of Nutella is always in the house for Isaac. <laughs> Those are like our two yes. favorites. Um, Nutella is not school safe, just being clear. But yes, it is, not. It is delicious. Yes. Uh, but okay. I love the idea of graham cracker sandwiches. There you go. A regular sandwich, any sandwich that your kid likes, especially if what you've packed in school lunch is maybe leftover pasta or, you know, last night's chicken, then give them half a sandwich for snack time, you know? And it can be a fun sandwich too. Banana and fluff is a really good one. I don't know. Put sprinkles on the sandwich. I'm pro sprinkles on the sandwich. We do like fairy bread sandwiches
0: regularly where it's like cream cheese and sprinkles on bread. Also, super simple sandwiches. I love, like I did not grow up liking mayonnaise. I think we've talked yes. about this before. <laughs> so I would sometimes get butter on sandwiches instead of mayo. And it like there's something about like buttered bread with salami on it that I love. And so now Ella does too. And that's like a really easy. That's three ingredients to like throw in a snack bag for her to have a snack. Dairy,
2: I love butter and ham on baguette.
0: Very yes. French. It's yes. delicious.
2: But I think that's great too.
0: We have a whole sandwich episode if you need more sandwich ideas, but to that end, also doing simple like tortilla
2: wraps too. Yes. And call them pinwheels, again, sprinkles on top, like whatever works to get them excited. But that's great because you can, again, cream cheese has a little protein, a little dairy, you get your carb, it's filling and, you know, pair it with something like we were talking about. You can put some blueberries in there. It's easy. Yes.
0: Okay. Tell us about teenagers. I feel like I'm just going to sit here with my hands under my chin because they feel like such an enigma to me. And you said at the top of the episode, like you have a lot less control over what they eat. So how do you just support them at snack time? Is it mini meals?
2: It is. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. So it is mini meals. And it's funny because when is snack time? They wake up at 11. (laughs) 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 They're not hungry right away. They eat at 1130. I don't even know. And then when they go to school, you're not packing snacks for high schoolers. Because would that be embarrassing? I don't. I really don't know. I'm really guessing here. But I feel like... Both for maybe some positive and maybe some negative reasons, a lot more kids are into teens, are into cooking and their diet and prepping food. And I do think that some kids, maybe more than when we were in high school, but again, I'm guessing, bring in their own lunches. Maybe they think it's healthier. Maybe they're on a special, you know, diet. They're eating gluten-free for health reasons. I don't know. I feel like in Isaac's circle, I don't think people would judge, but certainly it's not like snacks packed by mom. And I can tell you also, moms of teens want nothing to do with packing snacks. You know, that's You're not the it. way You're we're like, spending I'm, our time. I have done it. I carried the bag of cheers. Uh, yeah. For I'm years not. not doing it now. <laughs> we're not looking because they're capable human beings. Yes. So I do think that there's a couple of things here. One is, making foods available to them. Another is modeling and thinking about your own snack time too, because that can really overlap with your teen snacks. And when you're making something for yourself, maybe just making a little bit of extra and like having it around, because some teens are highly motivated to prep their own food and make their own stuff. Some, ask me how I know, if they need to make their own food, they just won't eat. So it just really depends on your kid. But what kinds of foods are important to have around? I do think of many meals. I mean, honestly, frozen pizzas and pizza bites, I don't buy those as meals. Those are definitely for snack time. Those <laughs> so are definitely for in-between Smallish frozen burritos, I know that can seem like a whole meal if you're still feeding a little kid, but a frozen burrito could certainly be a snack for Isaac. He likes that brand Reds a lot and they have tons of varieties. They have breakfast burritos, they have sausage burritos, but hit the frozen food aisle and see what you can find there. Waffles, like frozen waffles, or if you're making them, I guess if you're making them for little kids, why wouldn't I recommend that you make them for your big kids too? But if you're making a big batch on the weekend, freeze them or buy some frozen waffles and, you know, nut butters, apple butters, cream cheese, having a lot of spreads like that to put on top. And then even with Isaac, who isn't that into cooking or anything, he likes his any kind of toast thing, whether it's a waffle or, you know, a piece of sourdough to feel really loaded and kind of grown up. Avocado toast is another big one for him. And he puts chia seed and everything bagel seasoning. So talk to your teen about what kind of seasonings they like. Oh, he likes dried dill on his as well. Um, And he'll like layer sometimes a hard boiled egg on top or slices of tomato. So thinking about kind of loaded toasts.
0: I'm glad to see that
2: egg is a continual theme still. Oh, yes. yes. Listen. For egg, you, for, for your her, forever. For all of it. Yes. <laughs> for all of it. If they're home, scrambled eggs, teaching my kids how to make scrambled eggs and investing in a small nonstick pan, which I didn't have for many years, has been huge because as much as Isaac doesn't care about cooking, he will scramble an egg for himself. If it's easy. He yes. Hence the nonstick Right, I've taken to taking the eggs out And like a pat of butter, like just if I'm getting ready in the morning and I'm scrambling my eggs or making something for Oliver and Isaac's still sleeping, I'll just put everything in a pan and even if he doesn't, and leave it on the counter. Literally, so everything is right there for him. The pan, the eggs, (laughs) the pat of butter that he needs is all waiting. And he sometimes makes it for breakfast, but sometimes he'll just pour a bowl of cereal and then two hours later, go back to the pan and scramble eggs for himself. Trail mix instead of the like cutesy little cereal, little you know dried fruit, freeze dried fruit, real trail mix with lots of nuts like cashews and almonds, and really nice and filling. Um And anything with chocolate chips makes the difference or like M&Ms, something like that. I mean, that.
0: I feel the same way about trail mix.
2: I, I love the Uh-oh. like Whole Foods
0: makes one where it has like peanut butter cups in it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, yes, that is that... the trail mix I want. So basically I eat like a teenager, which is fine.
2: Totally. <laughs> Overnight oats, Ooh. weirdly, I'll make them for breakfast. But then sometimes he won't want to eat that for breakfast. I think the other thing is really, again, we started to mention this with sandwiches and school-aged kids, but not being so trapped into these are the foods we eat at breakfast. These are the foods we eat at lunch. These are the foods we eat at dinner. I have found with my teen, it's all mixed up. They're on a whole different wavelength around time and food and eating. Anything goes whenever. It can be a slice of pizza for breakfast, then overnight oats for lunch. (laughs) It can be random. So just having things around, I think, is helpful. So love overnight oats. Oliver will sometimes make no-bake energy bites. And I have to admit that from Thrive Market, they sell, it's like, probably such a waste of money because I have all the ingredients at home, but they sell, I don't remember the brand. I'll link to it in our show notes, but a bag of, you make your own energy bites. Basically you like add, I don't know, almond milk and peanut butter or something like that. But the mix is all right. there, already mixed up in the bag. You just dump it and mix it and roll them out. Oliver loves making them and whenever they're around Isaac eats tons of them. So I feel like that's a really good one too. You know, just get some oats, some dates, cashews, you know, almond flour, nuts, whatever it is, find a recipe that your kid likes and go for it. Whenever I make chia pudding, that also really gets eaten up. I know that's kind of a funny one, but it is so easy to make. It takes 3 minutes. The only thing is I really <laughs> any recipe for chia pudding makes like Four cute cups of chia pudding. Yes. Which is like, And you're
0: like, no, I need a bucket.
2: <laughs> I mean, like, so I seriously first I doubled the recipe, then I quadrupled the recipe. It's like I have to times the recipe times six to have a vat of chia Enough pudding. And that's last three days. <laughs> yes. But when I make it, it works and they like it. And it's great because you can just make a basic version and then sometimes add a spoonful of peanut butter, other times add a spoonful of, I don't know, like jelly. Like they can kind of work on it on their own. Mini bagels. We mentioned them for toddlers. I'm going to plug them for teens too and school-aged kids actually. But I've gone back to buying just a bag of mini bagels. It hurts my heart because I live in New York City and we have the best bagels. But sometimes a full-size bagel is too much of a meal. But just having those little ones allows Isaac to kind of modulate what he wants to eat on his own and just always have those around with cream cheese, lots of bars, hard-boiled eggs. Greek yogurt, lots of those, frozen edamame. I mean, it's not enough in and of itself, but it is a great one. Actually, also for toddlers, we mentioned grapes and grape tomatoes. I find that it's a good one for teens. It's like popcorn. It's a good mindless, or you just, not that you want mindless, you want to promote mindless snacking, but just sometimes just fill a bowl with it. If you're going to be doing homework and you can just kind of chomp on it and it's full of protein and it's great. Also, Isaac likes those snack boxes. So it's not a huge portion, but it seems to work for him. You know, Applegate Farm makes them. There's a couple of brands that make them now where you get a little bit of salami, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of chocolate, some pretzels. He loves when I have those. You know, the only thing with those is that they can be a little pricey and it's all that, you know, disposable plastic. So if you have the time and you're so inclined, it's certainly easy to make those.
0: Yes. Yes. Easy Lunchbox makes a four quadrant one and it yes. comes in a four pack. I would be like, okay, Isaac, I mean, this is me not having teenagers. Don't you yes. love, <laughs> don't you love? I do. I would be I love, like, Isaac, do it. Here's all the stuff. Let's make four to, you know, let's like make a week's worth together. Not that four might yes. even last a week, but if you get them in that habit, like you can just shop for everything and they can build them themselves.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's really funny. We're going to do a whole episode on this because everyone's always like, "Get your teen involved," and I, you know, I don't know if it's normal or not. We're working on getting a nutritionist who specializes in teens to come on the show, but I, I just have to say, my teen really will not, would rather not eat than <laughs> than help or prepare. Honestly, the other day he didn't at five o'clock. I shared this on. Instagram. At five o'clock, we were walking by Taco Bell. It's a whole longer story, but he was like, I'm really hungry. I want a snack. And I was like, I want a snack too, but I don't want anything from Taco Bell. And he was like, well, I can't get a little snack. I need something big. I haven't eaten yet today because I was working all day, but I was like, there's eggs, there's this There and nothing. He was like, so, you know, I think that's, I think it's funny because I have given this recommendation to like, get your teen involved oliver would love to do that with me but isaac would not
0: i think that's like interesting because we do talk like we talk about that across the board not just for teens yeah. right like giving teens yes. autonomy but even like younger kids we're like how do we get our kids to pack their own lunch yeah and i find that one i like packing lunches so like i don't want to give that up but also like my yes. kids don't want to be involved if there's not money totally. motivating them we're totally. like <laughs> The threat of a loss of screen time. They're not doing it. <laughs> and maybe that's like very oh revealing God. of my kids being spoiled or what. I don't know. Like it's probably some flaw in my parenting, but they just. No,
2: listen, I have parented my kids the same. Oliver is just as spoiled as <laughs> I But Oliver really will like go in the kitchen. And he, again, it goes back to this thing about what you were saying about Emma and Ella. Like, Oliver is not going to miss a meal. Like Oliver will never, he's like me. Like, you know, you meet those people and they're like, oh my God, I didn't eat all day. You're like, what? Like, I honestly cannot comprehend. <laughs> like, there's no day that I get to 5 p.m. and I haven't eaten ever. <laughs> so, you know, I, that's a conversation for another time because I think you're right that, you know, sometimes the advice doesn't fit and I don't want parents to feel like they have,
0: they're doing it wrong. Writer, yes. Right. Or
2: that they're spoiling their kids. Like I've made a decision that I would rather Isaac eat a healthy breakfast, even if that means I still have to make it for him at 14. Yes. You know, and then he'll be out on his own one day. Like I try to give him the skills. I try to talk him through it, but whatever, when he's out on his own, he'll figure it out. If he never eats, he never eats. Not my problem anymore. What can I do? But I want to help him. <laughs> like, so. One last snack idea. Okay. I'm going back to eggs. It wouldn't be me if I didn't end on eggs or yogurt, but anyway, let's talk eggs, making a big frittata. Oh yeah. And just having that on hand. And then just like our frittata burrito, but same thing. Like I've tried talking to Isaac about, and you know, we're still like, he's still kind of like only half listening, but you don't have to just Reheat the frittata and eat it like that. You can wrap it in a tortilla with some salsa and some cheese and then put it in the microwave. Like there's lots of ways. Put it on an English muffin
0: as as a a sandwich. sandwich. Totally. Yes. Cut it up into little bites. Have it as a snacky thing
2: alongside fruit. Yes. I'm like, ooh, now I want to make a frittata. Okay. And listen, where's one last thing? Smoothies. I don't think we need to go in depth about smoothies. We have a whole episode about it, but Isaac really does still love a smoothie when I make it for him.
0: (laughs) Uh, Same. Same. Also, Emmett is lately only into if it's like a chocolate peanut butter, like as filling as physically possible. Yes,
2: Yeah. And I do, I will put protein powder in yeah. Isaac sometimes. Like if he, if that's going to be, you know, I don't know, depending on the day, if he has practice or something like that, you can, there are ways to make it more filling using nut butter, using wheat germ, using Greek yogurt, using protein powder. But so also that that's like really kind a of lot. a
0: genius thought there too, which is like, especially if you have teen athletes. Getting some of those like pre like ready to roll smoothie pack like whether it's powdered yes. or it's like a freezer package that you they just dump in there with milk of their choice is pretty smart.
2: Totally, it makes it so easy. And I have to say, less far as it because he's not a cook, but even Isaac definitely Oliver having a smoothie cookbook just on the counter really does help them because. Yes. You know, you dump a whole bunch of things in the blender. This has happened to all of us, and it like sometimes it comes out great, and other times you're like, "Ugh, like what's this color?" And oh my, yeah. my measurements like, are off. Like, this, this is grindy gross.
0: Into that, with like you know, we each have. You love the Jennifer Gardner smoothie. Is it Jennifer Gardner? Uh, yeah. I have one from Cooking Light that's like the be- like berries and greens. And as many times as I've made it, every once in a while, I just will not hit it right. Yeah. And like it's (laughs) too much spinach and not enough orange orange, or freshly squeezed orange juice or something. And it's like inedible.
2: And if that happens once with a teen, especially one that isn't, they're done. Yeah. First of all, what a waste. They leave the whole thing probably in the blender. F you, clean up after yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but also, <laughs> you know, then they're not going to do it again. So just having a really, you know, whether it's an app or a book, we have Catherine McCord's smoothie cookbook on the counter and they can just open it up and she divides it by like tropical, chocolatey. So, you know, they go straight to chocolatey if that's what they feel like and they have all the measurements there approximately and it's super helpful.
0: Yes, Okay. You know who's going to have even better ideas than we do? Oh, our listeners. Our always community. and forever. Yeah. So come and tell us what you think. Join our community by visiting com backslash community. We have a free listeners group, but there's also a supporting membership that comes with tons, like literally tons of perks, including two exclusive mini episodes. We teased the one about candy coming up, live events, lifetime access to a private Instagram feed, and a huge quarterly
2: giveaway. We're already working on this quarter's giveaway and it is good. It is so good. Hey guys, you can also find us on Instagram as at didn't I just feed you. You can also subscribe to our newsletter straight from there or go to our site and find the sign up there.
0: And of course, don't forget to subscribe to didn't I just feed you wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik.
2: I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well fed until next week.
0: Okay. Let's talk about snacks,
2: baby. All right.